0: Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast of two guys in their 20s, getting their respect on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning of it at all. Iron Host Wendy Burns and my kind counterpart, of Steve Morris, was not able to be here for, for this one tonight, but I'm joined by two special guests. And first off, Trent Morales, a good friend of the show who's been on countless countless times in the past. Well, thank you so much for being back on, man.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing?
0: Yeah, man, doing doing really well. And the second guest, at Alex Hampton, um, head of Momentum Media, um, a channel where he interviews celebrities and actors, directors, and getting into just all uh, movie news and pop culture is back on uh, again. And thanks so much for being back on, man.
2: Uh, anytime. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. And for this episode, we're doing an exclusive review of the Batman. And if you haven't seen it, just pause it. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, try to find the right time to go see it because we're doing an exclusive review of it and full of spoilers. Just start off with the overview The Batman is a 22 superhero film based on the DC Comics character Batman produced by DC Films, Six in Idaho, and Dylan Clark Productions, di- distributed by Warner Bros. Picture, and a reboot of the Batman film franchise. The film was distributed by Matt, Re- Matt Reeves, who wrote the sc- screenplay with Peter C- Craig, and it stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Peter Sargart, um, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell. And the film sees Batman, who has been fighting crime in Gotham City for two years, um, uncover corruption while pursuing the Riddler, played by Dano, um, a serial killer who targets Gotham's elite um, had a budget of one hundred eighty-five to two hundred million and brought in three hundred one point three million in the box office, and also has eighty-six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but Trent, to start off, like, just what are your initial thoughts on this film? As you know, t- to me, like, it was just a very gritty. Uh, obviously, like, we- we've seen Batman movies in the past that have been gritty, but this one was even more gritty in a sense that it was very bleak and just visually ambitious. Yeah, man. Uh, so you know, so
1: today, uh, in preparation for tonight, uh, as we're recording this. Um, you know, I went back and listened to our, um, uh, our Batman Begins podcast, right, where we talked about yeah. Batman Begins. And, like, g- number one, because I had to take the tape, make sure I don't, like, like talk, you know, like say something that's, like, backwards of what I said previously, right? I just want to make sure I get my stuff right. Got uh, to check yourself. Got to check yourself. That's <laughs> right. I got to make sure all my receipts are lined up. And, you know, something I said in that, in that review was that, you know, I feel like, you know, Nolan gave us a, a gritty look at Gotham. That was in a way yeah. that we had not seen before, right? But mm-hmm. to, to, to this point, though, because of what this movie does, in, in Nolan's Batman Begins, all we saw was like a section of Gotham that was really dark, right? Which was, quote, unquote, the narrows. And like an area where mm-hmm. a lot of drug population issues going on, all that kind of stuff, right? In this movie, man, Gotham itself is bleak. There is no hope Absolutely. in the city. <laughs> like, it is a yeah. soulless...
0: Not, not like, even a glimmer. Not even a glimmer. No,
1: no, no glimmer at all. And like, you know, I mean, I mean, it was very dark. Definitely has that like seven vibe to it as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, David Fincher's film where it's like raining the entire time. It's really dark as far as how it's shot. Everything like that. It definitely kind of like brought that in. And it, it was just a... I mean, what a different take on this character, right? Because you know, even like a, a young Christian Bale Batman, he immediately kind of like elevates himself within like 20 minutes, right? You know, we, 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 we get the one scene where he tries to jump off the, the building of GCPD and collapses. But like in this one, we, we see Batman struggle pretty frequently, right? You know, he's a very minimalist yeah. Batman as far as like, even in, bites, yeah. like even in
0: fights, even in, in certain fights yeah. in the past, like you would you would not even question if Batman can win it. This one, mm-hmm. there was a bit of a question.
1: Yeah, I mean, like homeboy took a shotgun blast to the chest. Like, what are you doing, man? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, You're gonna get yourself hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I think it, it was just a it's just a different take on the character that we haven't seen before, and it really kind of you know took us on a journey that I hope it's handled with care from here on out because I mean, spoiler alert i think we have the chance to see the best batman from here on out if it's handled right i mm. think we have the chance to see the best batman that's been on screen so yeah i'll leave i'll, I'll wow. throw it to alex now
0: high praise high praise already <laughs> um but, but to, to, to you alex like in terms of in, in terms of this film and what we're able to see with a different type of gotham what were kind of your initial thoughts on this, this movie
2: Um, so uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, Now I want to point out I have not reviewed this movie on my channel or any of my podcasting stuff. Mm -hmm. This is my first time ever giving my thoughts about it. And, um, so I think that this, this iteration of Batman was, I think, the most realistic version of Batman We're probably ever going to get. And what I mean by that, this is directly ripped from the long yeah. Halloween Batman Year One. And um yep. there's a little hush elements in there as well when you have the dualities yeah. between him and the Riddler. So like this was the most authentic uh Batman that I think I've ever seen on screen. Now, uh I would I would say um Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. I feel being Batman, but not so much Bruce Wayne because
0: agreed. I, you yes. saw more of Batman than Bruce Wayne. I, 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 this is the least amount of Bruce Wayne I think I've ever seen.
2: Exactly, ever seen. and yeah. Bruce Wayne, Bruce, this this version of Bruce Wayne, even in year, he, this is year two, he's more uh, reserved and to like more, you know, to himself. And I'm and I don't I, don't, I didn't really expect the whole Playboy aspect, but mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne like. Every time I saw Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, I saw him as Robert Pattinson the goth. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. As a goth. Exactly. Man. like, like yeah. even when yeah. there's this spoiler alert, but there's a scene where where Batman shows up at the bar looking for a penguin in um and a uh, Falcon and he goes in and destroys he just destroys stuff and then like further on down the lo- the movie Bruce Wayne shows up at the same bar as Bruce yeah. Wayne, <laughs> but when he shows he look,
0: up, he, he looks so disinterested. He,
2: he does So but, disinterested, but I, when it, he it,
0: it, like, it, it didn't even have that Bruce Wayne flair to it. it was just like, okay, no. this is Robert Pattinson. Like, like this is it
2: exactly. <laughs> but when he shows up, like to me, I see like Robert Pattinson did an amazing job being Batman outside of the costume and in the costume. Yeah. that's what I saw because even when he shows up as Bruce Wayne, I'm like, even the guys are looking at him I'm like, I don't even believe this is Bruce Wayne. I didn't. Like, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> yeah. Like he was just, yep. he was just, he he was like, it, to me it seemed like he was on a mission but also at first glimpse he's like, why are you even here? Like, you do you know where you are? But my favorite thing about this movie um, was that the city of Gotham was a character in this movie. Like, uh, Arthur, I like very, I mean, Like, if you walk down the wrong alley, like, you don't even know what's about to happen. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. And you know what I loved, which they did a really good job, is that when Robert Patterson's narrating and uh, talking about the bat signal, he's saying that it's not a call, it's a warning. And people are definitely scared. And that's when I read those comics, especially uh, Long Halloween. Oh, my God. That's how those uh criminals reacted. Now, if I'm gonna now, I heard Trent talk about, you know, the you know, the comparison to the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and things of that nature. Um, I like Nolan's take a whole lot. I will say though, if you look at the especially Batman Begins, um, Bruce Wayne, and given the fact that he was trained by Raza I get it, but Bruce Wayne didn't really struggle as much in his first year as Batman. And then right. when you look at Robert Patterson, like the guy that scene where he's where the guy's obviously about to blow up, why would you run towards the guy as he's as the yeah. bomb's ticking to zero and then you blow up. When he blew up, I was like, oh, he's done. Like, there's no more Batman. But apparently that screen that 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 suit he's wearing is heavily reinforced that he can withstand explosions. And I'm like, okay, I think they're going a little bit too far because I get it that this is his year two beginning stages, but why would an why would a man, regardless of how reinforced right. your suit is, go towards a man that's literally about to blow up in front of you that just that that doesn't that that's that's not Batman to me you right. know that I don't believe Batman would do that if anything you try to disarm it or obviously jump out of a window and glide into the night, but for him to do something like that, that kind of just threw me off. but I will say I love the I love the world building with Gotham, yo, yeah, uh the penguin. Is yeah. one, oh, my oh my god, fantastic! The yeah. best oh my god, like he did, it blew me big, away. It blew me away. Colin Farrell's Penguin was freaking amazing. Yeah, kept is. me engaged the whole time I was watching. Paul Dano's The Riddler, oh my god! Now I, you know, and I'm sure that you guys have seen like Batman Forever and things of that nature. Like right. Ponda, his his version of the Riddler was one of the things that like literally reminded me of Heath Ledger's Joker but darker mm-hmm. which i thought yeah. was amazing um but i but and also i wasn't a fan of when i saw the initial photos of the batmobile but when the batmobile gets on screen oh yeah. my god like it had its I own it. theme song i was like Oh my God. And that scene where he chases the penguin and penguins Which is like, one
0: of, which automatically one of the best scenes. Automatically oh, one of oh, the best Oh scenes. yeah. Sure. Oh Not yeah. Hard. And
2: when <laughs> the camera is like upside down and you see Batman mm-hmm. walking towards the car, like it's like the the cinematography captures captures the fear in mm-hmm. that whole scene. Like I was even shaking. I was like, oh my God, like this dude's yeah. about to really get it. Like, but oh, yeah, yeah, it I mean, I think this was a a very definitive telling of the Batman, but I don't know, and I have to watch it again to to see where I where I rank it in terms of between the other movies. But I don't know if I can honestly say that this was the best telling of Batman. Not because it was too real or anything like that. It's just that Robert Pattinson did some things that just didn't necessarily make sense. And also, one thing before I uh, before I before we go to the next topic, this movie was a little bit maybe forty five minutes too long. For me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and
0: that's the thing I want to get to, uh, mm-hmm. especially uh, for, for you, Trenton. Like, in terms mm-hmm. of the runtime of this movie, like, do you feel as though at some point, like, we were even talking, talking about it before the recording, at some point, like, do you feel as though it, they possibly could have found a better endpoint for this movie?
1: Oh, I, I think so, yeah. But, you know, I listened to Matt Reese talk about this because they, they asked him, they said, is there, a, is there another cut of this film? And he's like, no, we put it, like, they let us put everything we wanted to in the film. Which to me, to, to me really speaks about Warner Brothers, like hey, almost kind of like saying, here's here's the keys, go do your thing, right? Which it, it, again, if if this is the path they're going to take, let him do it and do it well. Don't interfere with what he's trying to do, right? But yes, to your point, I do think it was probably a little too long. But here's the deal, guys. Like I, I was never bored in the film. Like at no point where I was like. I'm tailing off here. I'm not really interested in this. It can't be engaged the entire time, you know. Um now yeah. on second viewing, I could probably come back and say, Oh yeah, they probably should have cut this. But y you yeah, know, I don't know if they wanted to, you know, yeah, I mean I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like I mean
0: obviously This felt like it should have been a two hour thirty minute film. Yeah. I felt uh, like two hour thirty minutes seemed more reasonable.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with that. And then, you know, and it made like the cut we have now. Like you know, the director's cut, right? So, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, sure. I, 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 I don't know. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I was engaged the entire time, but obviously, yes, I do think it was a, a very lengthy film for focus on one character, right? You know, it, it's different when you're mm-hmm. talking about Avengers Endgame, where you have 20 characters in one film, right? Oh, yeah. So you're, so you're many to cover. So trying to, many you're trying to balance all of these storylines, but this is one yeah. singular storyline, basically. But of course, I mean, you could say you have side stories like Selena and the Riddler and Penguin and all that stuff, and, and of course, even Jim Gordon a little bit. Like, you have all these side stories going on, but the, the story is Batman, right? We're here for Batman. So, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, I do think they probably could cut some stuff back. Uh, I just can't really speak to what I would say they would cut out because, ultimately, I was like, hey, that was great. I really enjoyed it, and it, it kept me engaged.
0: Definitely. And, and now getting to our first topic from one of four stars, what would you give it? To you, Trent, like what would be kind of your overall rating um, for this film from, from from like the first time you saw it? Oh man, uh, is it, okay. This is, this is this is always the toughest question. It, it, Listen, it, this, it, is, this is always the toughest it, question, <laughs> it, it, it,
1: especially on a movie that's so fresh, right? I mean, I, I mean, yes. I, it, it hasn't even been a week since I've seen it since I've seen it, right?
0: I know it's you such know, an early like, review.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an early review, um, but I think right now, and and, and to Alex's point because we do not have the full story yet we don't have the full mm. bruce wayne yet we don't have the fully complete batman yet i'm going with three stars but th- that's not that's not a slight it, it on fell
0: it fell under the batman begins curse it fell yeah. under the batman begins curse because we're believing the sequel might be better <laughs>
1: right exactly yeah i think that it is a three star three out of four for me but that's a strong oh. three in my opinion right it's a it's a strong yeah, sure. start to what this story could be. So, um, and 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 again, pointing back to like, there's some elements that they really got to flesh out. I mean, something we we haven't even talked about yet, like, where was Alfred the entire time? Why was Alfred not involved with Batman? You know, more so, right? That was confusing. Right. I mean, mean, obviously, he had some moments that he stepped in and kind of helped him. But ultimately, I mean, Alfred was not a part of this film. You know, Bruce Wayne, the mask of Bruce Wayne, has not been developed yet. I mean, there. And of course, Jim Gordon is not necessarily Jim Gordon yet. There are so many things that have to come into fold to really carry this thing to the next level. So for me, it's staying at a three, um, and that's where I sit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would go. I would go three and a half. I, the the runtime. I'm. I'm going to be a little nip nit, nitpicky with that, and also just the story not being fully fleshed out. I feel as though we could honestly get a, a, even a superior film for the sequel. And mm-hmm. it was just, a, a, just such a rich, uh, complex, and well-crafted film. And just it having an emo thriller take on the world of Gotham, like, while exploring the mysteries of the dark underbelly of the city, was just executed so well. But to you, Alex, from, from one of four stars, what would kind of be your particular rating for it?
2: Man, this is uh, this is kind of tough. Uh I typically yeah. don't give uh I mean I do want to on this <laughs> no. show, but
0: when we're on this show, it's no. the only time. Only time he does it, only time he does uh, it. Give just a full
2: scope. I if 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 I had to, I'd probably go. I would probably go probably three stars. I was thinking about two and a half or maybe three stars. And the only reason why I say two and a half is because, you know, I don't feel as though that this this story was flushed out in the way it it could have been. And, you know, it was definitely uh, definitely like I said, 45 minutes too long. There are definitely a lot of redeemable parts about it. But what I what what confused me, what's confusing in a sense, which is also cool in the sense that, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents, we got, we actually got more of a back history that these are probably not some great people. Which I thought yes. was really yeah. cool, which kind it
0: needed, of it needed to be highlighted.
2: Yeah. yeah. Give, it, us was, Give us the court it, of vows. Give us the court of vows. Exactly. Which, which definitely teased that uh, the element of, okay, there's some secret society stuff that's happening amongst this family, amongst other stuff. But what I didn't, what I, what I, uh, what confused me was that um, like Paul Dano immediately found out, or well, he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. But why play with him the whole time if he knew? Like he like, mm. so you sending that 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 bomb to Alfred, you knew that he's not gonna be there. But you wanted, but you wanted Alfred to die. Like, like he knew, like maybe he found out throughout the movie, but I kind of find it hard to believe he found out throughout the movie because I feel like he always known because that iconic yeah. He had in- to have known. He yeah, had to have always known that iconic interrogation scene where yeah. That's yeah. the first time I seen Batman like disassemble, like emotionally, like right. Oh, dude. that that was that was a powerful moment. Oh yeah, like that's the first time I believe we've ever seen any live action Batman dissemble emotionally, because the like Paul Dano's literally in jail. There's nothing you can do. Like there's yeah. nothing mm-hmm. you can do. So, ah, uh, but there was just a lot of great moments that I uh, I felt like that were that were good. Um, there were also some moments that I kind of, that were kind of jarring. Um, uh, I wanted to mention, I love the whole Batman and Catwoman dynamic. I wish we got more of it. I yeah. wish that one
0: was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. Man. I
2: wish we got more of it, but I will have to say towards the end where Zoe Kravitz is, uh, like leaving Gotham, like, you know, trying to start a new life, that's, I didn't believe her. I'm gonna be honest because, yeah, like, really, I, the reason why really? the reason why I didn't believe her is because in the beginning of the movie, it seems like she's in love with this life. I mean, ultimately, she's trying to. That's yeah. true. She's trying to get out of this life to get a better life for her and her family. But if anybody yeah. knows anything about Selena Kyle, like she loves to steal for a reason. So yeah, exactly. in the beginning of the movie, it seems like that that's was something that she was into, and now all of a sudden, you want to leave because it's getting too dark. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it can also, yeah, also be her piece of like, just total distrust. Right. And it's exactly. like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to repel because it's getting mm-hmm. too hard. Or, or now I have yeah. the bat on my, in my eyes, my eyesight. Right. So exactly. Yeah, so I, mean, I mean, Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, but my thing is that even that, like, where are you going to go? You're not going to go to Metropolis. You're not gonna yeah. go to Star City. You're not gonna go to these. Or, or, like, where are you going to she, go? She's going to. She's going to Raven Town. Like, dude, what what's what you gonna do there? <laughs> right, right. Like, where, where are you gonna go? But I, I am interested, and I don't know if you guys kind of caught this, but um, it, the, I, I, the, it looks like they're teasing at least for the next movie, um, the Joker of some kind. Oh, yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how far they're willing to take that. Uh, I don't, but the but the thing is, we've seen the Joker. I don't want to see the Joker for the next movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see somebody completely there. If they do Court of Owls, I think that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or even they, if they do Hush, like, and they yeah. bring in a Thomas Elliott where that's Bruce Wayne's best friend slash, like, ultimate enemy. Like, th- that just messing with his mind the way... Riddler did, but on a deeper level. Oh my God, that would be cinematic That would be cinematic, hist- that'd be cinematic gold right there.
1: So, yeah. so, so Alexander, so like, literally, I, I I saw another interview with Matt Reeves. And he talks about that there is a deleted scene out there where Batman goes goes to visit that Arkham prisoner, the one that we mm-hmm. see at the yeah. end of the movie. That it's a deleted scene. So he said they'll they'll release, a, they'll release it eventually, but basically, when Batman is trying to pursue the Riddler. He's sitting in a room with the prisoner, and the prisoner says, "Hey, it's it's been close to a year, right? So this Mm -hmm. is somebody that Batman has put in prison previously, but but Matt Reeves said that uh, the way he said it was like he is who you think he is, but he's not who he he's not there yet. So basically, Mm -hmm. whoever we saw is not the Joker yet, but he obviously had trajectory to become the Joker." But to your point, though, it's like, listen, quit trying to replicate Heath, or even, you know, even with if people are like, oh, or even Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, like yeah, it, Phoenix. it is a different story. It's not made for Batman. You can't mm-hmm. have Batman in that world. So mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, so, in this, but to your point, I would much rather see. I, I would love to see a full-on Two Face movie, right? Where like you know oh, just, we were so we, we were so teased at the dark night with that storyline right, so it's like yeah. oh what if we got a full storytelling of Harvey Dent and just see, I mean where I mean where you could dedicate the entire movie to it, whereas I mean of course Noah did this masterful in a masterful way to balance mm-hmm. the Joker and Harvey Dent's collapse, but let's get a whole vision into Harvey Dent's Old collapse homie. right yeah
2: yeah. For sure. Yeah, that would be dope. I did want to point out something real quick. Uh, so hey, ahead, I thought it was really cool. You know, we saw it in the trailer where they asked Batman, who are you? He says, I'm Vengeance. But vengeance. it kind of got over. It got overplayed every time Batman shows up. He was, and Everyone's like, what's up, Vengeance? I was like, like, no, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not with this. I'm, I'm not, not with, with this. it. <laughs> like that, that, that really took me out of the movie. Cause I was like, okay, <laughs> you guys are like literally making a mockery out of the one word he mm-hmm. said, and like, you know... This notice, man is using... You notice, a one,
0: the one word, this man is using constantly.
2: You, you notice yeah. nobody really calls him Batman. They just refer yeah. to him as Vengeance.
0: This and man, I'm like... That, that was a difference. That, that, was a, that was
2: different. I was just like, okay, I get it, but I think ever saying it multiple times, I'm like, alright, this is stupid. Like, really? Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> or, or, or if I had to hear Batman and his boots walking through the water one more time, like, okay, bro, I get it. You're there. You don't yeah. gotta tell me you're coming, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand you know, if it's a, if you're taking on kind of like a Western cowboy mindset, like with those spurs clicking as you're walking in them. But it's like, again, uh, I don't. It was overdone.
0: That. It was really yeah. overdone. I don't need that. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and, and now getting into our second topic, favorite character. Um, it, For me, I was, I was really intrigued with how Selena, Selena Kai was, was, was portrayed as, you know, she's kind of like the perfect anti-hero and, her motivation and prowess displays just, you know, how she's the most three-dimensional character in this film. But to you, Trent, who, who overall is kind of like your, your favorite character?
1: Uh, I'm rolling with Paul Dano and The Riddler, man. Um, you know, right. so I I, think, I know I recommended this movie to you, Wellington, but, you know, Paul Dano starred, starred in uh, Prisoners alongside Hugh Jackman and Jay Gyllenhaal. Exactly. And that was the, fir- that was the first movie uh, I ever saw him movie. in. Yeah, first movie I ever saw him in. And I was like, oh, this guy's an interesting actor. And you can see that yeah, you know, his kind of trajectory has kind of followed that a little bit. I mean, he has to play the serial killer in every film he's done, but like, but it's like he kind of has that weird vibe to him. And the way that he kind of embodied the Riddler, and again, not to be in a comical sense a la like Jim Carrey, right? But to really play the mental mind games with Batman was really, really played out pretty beautiful by Paul and Dano. And the way that, yeah. like, it, it, even when we, to, to remove the mask, right, and to see him in the diner and to see him in prison in jail get interviewed or get interrogated by the Batman, like, you just kind of saw, okay, this is a fractured human being, and he's terrifying, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, he mm-hmm. definitely carries this, you know, idea of, like, I can just wreck your world and you can't stop me. <laughs> like, yep. oh, you think you figure out this one, this one puzzle? I got 20 more for you, right? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it to it, 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 it be completely fair, right? We don't have a huge plethora of Riddlers to, like, put this up against. You know, there's just one. And it's Jim Carrey, right? And, but this one mm-hmm. just demolishes that representation oh, yeah. of it, right? Just the, the smartness, the wittiness of who he is, um, even kind of the playful nature of who he is, right? I'm just like, oh, yeah. I just want to, I want to be seen, I want to be accepted, and you're going to respect me and what I feel, right? So yeah, Paul Dano and the Riddler stood out to me um, above all the entire cast. I thought he was fantastic.
0: Definitely. Um, to you, Alice, who, who was kind of the, the character that, that, that stood out to you the, the most in this, in this movie?
2: So for me, it's actually a tie. Um, the first, it's a tie for me. For me, it was one Jim Gordon. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. I really enjoyed. I forget the actor's name; it's just escaping me now. Um, uh, his portrayal. Um, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeff- Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I, believe I blanked on that. <laughs> I love his portrayal as Gordon because the scene, like my favorite scene, uh, is when they they discover the first murder, and mm-hmm. the police are watching Batman just walk in. And, like, yeah. to see a black man who's playing, who's playing a police commissioner saying, hey, he's with me, and they are not even, like, budging, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, and just to see their, 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 uh, That chemistry between them two of them trying to investigate um, what's going on, investigate the Riddler, investigate Mm. the mob, investigate. Like, Jeffrey Wright played part. There
0: was instant chemistry.
2: Instant chemistry. And I think another favorite scene of mine of Jeffrey Wright's is when, like, Batman gets knocked out and then Batman wakes up in front of all these police and they're trying to attack him and Batman's, like, fighting them off. And then Mm. Jim Gordon gets in between all of them and breaks them up. And, like, he separates them, puts them in that in, integ- interrogated building, and he's mm-hmm. just talking to them, like, you know, what should we do? Should you go this way? You know, hit me really hard, all this other stuff. Like, I've believed every single moment yeah. of him on that screen. And, you know, I think, uh, well, he's not the commissioner in the movie. He's the lieutenant. But it's setting him See, up to he be like that. The
1: he exactly. The it's setting him up. ready.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's setting him up to be that that commissioner, that leader that we'll probably potentially see in future movies. So I am too. So, mm. I, I really enjoyed uh, his dynamics because, like I said, like they were just playing upon one another. That was like our first iteration of what we could see from like a Batman and Robin type of thing, where Robin is like learning from Batman and playing upon Batman, and things like that. So I really enjoyed. Uh, watching uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright, the next one. And I know we didn't see him as much on screen, but I actually really enjoyed uh, Andy Serkis' Alfred. Mm. He he had a mysterious element to him that made me want to learn more about him. Because Mm -hmm. Alfred, like, Alfred has been betrayed as essentially Bruce Wayne's helper. But this particular Alfred is like, listen... You know, I'm not gonna stop you, but I'm against everything that you're doing right now. And to end, yep. this Alfred is heavily rooted in the Wayne family. He yep. does not like the fact that you don't care about your family's legacy. But what's so what's so mysterious about Alfred is that Alfred knew that. His that you know Bruce Wayne's dad and his mom was into some dark stuff, you know to keep to keep it mm-hmm. clean. Like he was very into some dark <laughs> stuff, and he just he hid that from him. And you and you can definitely see that there is more so a, a hate love relationship between Bruce and Alfred than we've ever seen before because Bruce mm-hmm. has thrown himself into being Batman, like 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 we stated earlier in the in the er, earlier in the beginning of the con in the podcast. This is more of Batman we've ever seen than we've seen Bruce Wayne. And Andy Andy Circus's character does not like that. He did like Bruce Wayne yeah. doesn't have a life. He doesn't ha- he hasn't dated anyone. God knows when's the last time he slept with someone. Like he's literally mm-hmm. been Batman every night of his life for yes. two years. And Andy's like, yo, like you need to just breathe. And so yep.
0: look, even when Alfred wakes up in the hospital, the first thing Bruce says to him is, he didn't even ask how you were doing yeah, He didn't he even was... asked, like he didn't even ask how you were doing or anything, just was like went straight to it. Exactly. So like
2: I wanted that? to see if if if, if Warner Brothers <laughs> and HBO Max do a an Alfred series with Andy Serkis, mm. I would watch that mm. because I think mm-hmm. his character was so was so deeply rooted in mystery. I wanted to learn more about him. And I and I could just tell. That particular Alfred has been through some wars and stuff. Like he got, oh yeah, he he, yeah. he got some 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 battle scars on him that I would love to see flushed out in future content. So if I had to pick, if I had to pick my favorite characters, those would be the two.
0: For sure, I love it. Um, and, and now, and now, getting into uh, most memorable scenes. Um, first, I had Batman and Gordon questioning ben- Penguin. Also, Selina investigates the Iceberg Lounge. Um, Bruce and Alfred's heart to heart. Uh, Batman realizing Riddler's final gr- uh, grand scheme, um, Batman's heroic efforts in Gotham Square Garden, Garden. also Batman outrunning the Gotham City Police after pun- punching uh, punching Gordon, then finally the uh, Penguin versus Batman car chase. Um, but to you, Trent, like, what were some of the scenes or, or maybe one scene in particular that that, that kind of um, stood out to you the most in this movie?
1: I mean, bro, I mean, all, all of those scenes are pretty fantastic, right? But I, yeah. okay, so I think one thing that, that really made me realize that okay, we're we're getting a detective Batman, right? You know, for for as much as we love Christopher Nolan, he did not touch that with Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, that's so yeah. true.
2: That is so um, true.
1: When when we see the technology that this Batman is using, where he's using a contact lens that records what he sees, I was like, and oh. audio, and audio we are getting a true detective in Batman. And I was like, yeah. okay, this, I mean, so, so I think about the contact scene when he first goes into the mayor's house, and he surveys what's going on. It's like, oh yeah, this is where the blood was. And then like, his keen awareness of what's going on around him. Right. So I think just kind of overall, I, I this it's dodging a question you have to answer, but I think it really kind of speaks to kind of what we got. Right. Just those moments oh, yeah. when he was a detective, I was like,
0: we got a full array. We got a full array of so many detective moments. Exactly, like we had
1: that moment where he's where he is truly dialing into the psychological nature of who Batman is. Okay, if you're going to be a detective, you got to be smart. You got to think this way. You got to think that way. And like, we just we finally got it in a way that we've never gotten it in any Batman outside of like the animated series, right? So, yeah. So I think any kind of moment that we saw him really truly being a detective. I was like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued now because we're really getting Batman to his full potential and like not just pretty toys and bloody fists, right?
0: Mm, definitely. Um, t- to you, Alex, kind of like, what, what were some of your memorable uh, memorable scenes in this movie?
2: Um, uh, I have I have a few, but I do want to piggyback on what he said. Like, he's absolutely right that we got this was like true detective meets Dark Knight. It was really good mm. to see that. Uh. I don't know if you guys ever played uh, any of the uh, Batman Arkham games, but the moment he starts investigating, it, it took me back. It to, takes you back to that. Yes, it, it took,
0: takes you right back to that.
2: It took me back to that, especially that scene where he finds out that his family's connected and he's literally, Bruce Wayne's on the ground in the middle of the Batcave, drawing stuff mm, and, yeah. and like connecting the dots. I was like, this is the Batman I've been reading about for like years, since yeah. I was like 8 and this is why I mean like this is a very definitive uh story of Batman because to his point when you watch the Nolan movies the detective skills of Batman are very minimum he's rely- he's heavily yeah. relying on technology in the Nolan movies but not really like walking the scene and getting f- uh fingerprints and clues <laughs> and but I will say this I think the only reason why robert patterson's batman was able to do that so much is because the riddler intentionally left clues for him to investigate Mm -hmm. had that 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 has never happened in any batman film the closest thing would be the dark knight because of the fact like you know joker was everywhere at once but really in one spot the whole time so you you really couldn't investigate that much but you could but yeah, like I think that the Riddler kind of set that up for him to be the detective because if the Riddler didn't set up those clues, there would be no, you know, there would really be nothing to investigate o- other than circumstantial stuff. But my favorite mm-hmm. scenes, um, I would have to say uh was actually the uh the scene where uh Batman is interrogating um the Riddler in the in, in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um like mm-hmm. I said, like Batman is is a completely disassembled. By this criminal who's literally is controlling everything, and the the best part of that is where those explosions go off, and Batman is still in Arkham Asylum. Like, (laughs) was wild. Yeah, was wild. What do I do? Like, how? Where's the exit? You know what I mean? Like, Uh like the the, like everything like Gotham is about to be flooded, and Mm -hmm. like Batman is literally stuck in one place. And then it cuts away and he obviously pops up and saves the day to a, certain, to a certain extent. But the fact that he's literally maybe miles away from what's going on and he can't do anything in that moment was just freaking amazing. And the best scene, I believe, in the whole movie is where uh, the Penguin thought... He really thought he got the Batman. He was like, "I yes. got you, I got you." <laughs> he was you. True, man. He and was that, He thought he had the W. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, that when man. that Batmobile came out right. of the flames, and yeah. then he, oh my god! And he hits the car, and Batman starts walking towards him. I was yeah. like, "Yo, yeah. I would hate to be you right now," because this is just crazy. Um, another and, 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 favorite
1: and shout, and shout out to that scene being shot for real. That's not visual. Yeah, that that is a real Bru- car exploded through the fire and chased that cleaned
2: down. Speaking of what he just said because uh Matt Reeves had said there were a lot of practical effects that hallway scene, oh, oh my man. god, mm. Batman yeah. get like ripping like, people up and like and yeah. they and yeah. they have machine guns and stuff like oh my god, like this was this was like the best uh, and comparably to like the Daredevil hallway scene to this, oh, this was the yeah. best hallway scene. I've ever yeah, seen right. because it was it, it was just like because all the light you see is the gunfire, but you see yeah. Batman moving around, and then like mm-hmm. and immediately when that those elevators open and Batman's on the roof of the elevator, oh my yeah. god! Like they did such a good job. I want to say majority of the fight scenes and the choreography were really really good, and the one thing I I can honestly say I enjoyed about this Batman that we have never seen before there was. A lot less technology used, but more yeah. mm-hmm. uh thinking, more bare bones detective work yeah. versus like they, they, a there bat was computer.
0: less reliance, there was less reliance on the, on the technology, which yes. is kind of rare from the, their last
2: two movies. A- exactly. Yeah. Like I didn't see Batman go to his Batman computer that many times in this movie, which mm-hmm. was a blessing. Because I got tired of seeing the supercomputer. I got tired, I got tired of seeing these supercomputers. <laughs> That can't help you figure out nothing until the end of the movie, you know. Like they, so they just like, look
0: really good. They just look really good. That's it. That's exactly. That's they're
2: that's just one big set piece that that that's ultimately that's means that's nothing. That. But I will say this: I, I, I there was one scene that I, I did like as well. Uh, that scene where uh, uh, where uh, where they're inter- where uh, Jim Gordon and Batman are interrogating <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Penguin, and then. Catwoman comes out of nowhere. Oh, what's up, Vengeance? What's he's doing here? Well, I thought that was pretty cool and also kind of corny at the same time. But when Penguin
1: waddled away, I lost it. I was like, oh, that's that's funny right there.
2: Yeah, but you know, I will say this also: the the last scene in the movie, I think, was very poetic. Where oh yeah, um, Mm. where uh, they uh, where yeah, Catwoman and Batman are riding together. And then they go their separate ways. Even though I, we know at least I would hope Catwoman's going to be back. Like she's For going sure. to be back. She has to be. But the the that that cinematography of them riding together and then them leaving and then we see Batman on his on his bike going towards the danger. I thought that was just cool. By the way, I, another corny thing I want to pop out, uh, like since when does Batman carry around adrenaline to insert himself Damn. with? I, I just, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I mean, I, that didn't make sense to me. But like, so my know. thing is that you got, so you survive close range gunshots and explosion, but you let this thing beat you to a pulp that you need to take some adrenaline to get up and fight <laughs> off this I just I, I again there are certain things that's why I said like in the beginning of this I said I don't know if I can say this is the best Batman movie but I will yeah. say it's definitely the most definitive Batman that we've gotten
0: definitely we're
2: gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting to the second half of our topics. And to start with most memorable quotes I had. All every all everyone wants to do is unmask you, but they're missing the point. You and I both know I'm looking at the real you right now from Edward Nashon. Also, this is so much bigger than you you could ever imagine. It's the whole system from Gil Coulson. Um, I'm giving you a chance. No one ever gave me a chance from the Riddler. You needed a father and all you had was me from Alfred. Um, riddle me this. The less of them you have, the more one is worth from the Joker. And then finally, vengeance won't change the past. I have to become more from Batman. Um, but to you, to you Trenton, looking at these quotes and any any of the ones I didn't mention, or some of the memorable quotes for you in this movie.
1: So, you know, I was, I was thinking about this earlier.
0: Like, there was nothing that
1: you know. I, I think Nolan's films definitely kind of had those like moments, right? You think about
0: like yes, Alfred. There were more moments. Yeah, like definitely.
1: like when Alfred talks about you know burning down the forest to catch the to catch the burglar, right? Or. uh. You um,
0: can't top that.
1: Yeah, you can't top that. I mean, of course, you know, Bruce or Batman, you know, when he's talking to the Joker, like at the very end of that film, right? And like, but I don't think this movie kind of had those like definitive lines that you think like, I mean, honestly, if anything, I think more about like the Riddler, probably, probably that sequence where he has Gil Coulson, like, um, like tied up with a bomb around his neck. Like those lines stand out to me. So like you know, if you are justice, you know, please do not lie. What is the price? Of you? I think about the riddles that he spoke during that time. Like those things stand out, right? But but there but there is one line though, you know, where Batman says, you know, our scars can destroy us, even after the physical wounds is healed. But if we survive them, they can transform us. They can give us the power to endure and the strength to fight. And I think you know we saw that at the end of this film, right? That you know, there's a turn that takes place where Batman really, you know, he kind of steps out of the shadow. Not necessarily to, like, leave the darkness behind because, I mean, we know Batman is the darkness, right? He lives within the shadows of everything. But just kind of becoming that light and, like, letting his, like, his trauma and his pain really push him to do something much more and greater was a really significant moment. Like, when when he lights that flare, and, like, leads them out of the a Madison Square Garden, I was like, okay, this, we're going somewhere now. Like, this somewhere. this yeah. is really starting to turn. And hopefully it leads to something really kind of beautiful where, you know, the, the dark night is really revealed, right? And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as far as, like, quotes, though, nothing that really stands out. Um, just Because and, and I don't think it's, like, a fault of, like, screenwriting. I just don't think this movie really... You know, makes room for that, right? I think it's more about the world that we're in and just kind of being awestruck by that. It doesn't really—it's not a place you're going to see inspiration from quotes. So,
0: yeah, for for sure. Um, to, to you, Alex, like, were there any quotes in this movie that 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 kind of stood out to you, or do you feel as like like Trent was saying, it kind of really wasn't focused on that as much?
2: Um, I agree with Trent that it didn't really focus that on much. Uh, but I will say there is a quote. That really resonated with me because I saw it in um, Bruce Wayne's eyes when he was asked this question. Where, they, where him, where Batman and Catwoman are on the rooftop, and she asked him, she was like, "Who are you under there?" Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and that was the first time where I saw Batman. He doesn't know how to answer that question because he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. Like, like. When we see Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne, he's being Batman in that moment. And when he's Batman, he's Batman. And outside of Batman, there is, there's nothing. There is nothing. Yeah. Like Even if he were to solve every single criminal, criminal problem in that movie, Bruce Wayne doesn't have any form to exist other to be Batman. So when she asks him, who are you? And he doesn't answer he's just like looking down or looking at her hands while she's touching his face he he you know it, it he has not necessarily a puzzled look but a look of uncertainty which kind of resonated with me because i was like when you see, when normally in the nolan films or even previous iterations of batman when Batman's asked that question, he'll give an answer like vengeance or he'll give an answer like, um, or he'll give it like an inspirational quote or something. Or if it's someone that he knows that's asking him that question, he would only give them a quote that they only know that, that they told Bruce Wayne, but they don't know that Bruce Wayne's Batman. We saw that in Batman Begins. So, for me, in that moment where she basically asks him, who are you? He... he Outside of this, he does not know, and I think that that is a uh, that was very puzzling for me um, to 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 watch because you know Batman, even in I would say his early stages, I would assume that he would be more confident in who he is as Gotham's protector or Gotham's knight. You know, you know the Gotham Knight in a sense, but in this, he's just basically like. You know, I don't know. Like, without saying, I don't know. He's
0: unsure. Yeah,
2: he's very, he's very unsure. So that was one of the quotes that kind of stood out to me because, like I said, even though him and Catwoman are very different in who they are, they're very similar. And um, there's a scene though I w- I, w- I wanted to bring up. There's a scene where where they have that first encounter and they're fighting each other, and Batman grabs her to to, to and tells her to be quiet because like some goons are coming in. I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but when they're holding each other, that's like the first time I've seen them both comfortable. Like, yeah. like comfortable, yeah, like, like that's the first time they've actually felt comfort from another human being. Yeah. That's wearing, a, you know, that, that I've, I've never seen that from these, from these characters before because like you said, like if you ever watch like the animated series, Batman and Catwoman kind of have like a very complicated, sensual relationship. But in this movie, it's like they come from two different worlds. They're very similar. And the moment that they embrace each other, it's like that's the first time they've ever received any form of compassion from another person. So I thought that that was pretty cool. But to answer the question, yes, my favorite quote of that was basically when she asked them, who are you? And, you know, you saw the despair and the uncertainty of who what of who Batman is. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Definitely. Um. And, and now getting into... What did you like the most about the storyline? For me, just how the overall darkness of the film really gives a, a refreshing take on a on an equally dark character and just how it takes on more, as, we, as we've as we mentioned, more of an, an investigative uh, Nora element, I thought was really, um, it was just really spot on. To you, Trenton, like in terms of what you liked about the most about this storyline, uh, what part- particular element would you say you liked the most?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of going kind of off what we said this, all, this entire time we've been talking, like, you you just gave us a definitive Batman tale. Like you actually told us a story that, you know, the broken individual who is carrying the trauma of his parents being killed with him. And like, you know, whereas in, and I hate to, you know, go back to like the Nolan films, right. But like, and this is not even a slight, you No, know, like Christopher Nolan is a, is a fabulous director. I mean, me and Willington have
0: pretty much done all of his movies in a review. You know, everyone like <laughs> I, I I can't. I'm trying to think of like which ones have we, haven't we done yet. Right. I'm trying to think.
1: Right. <laughs> so, but like you know, but again, his his Batman was not built out of pain. It was almost right. built out of like, oh necessity. Oh, because I mm. need to do this right. Whereas, yeah. like, I mean, you, you, um, uh, you think about like. Uh, year one, right? The comic year one. And in that moment, when the bat bursts through the glass and yeah. Bruce knows what he has to do, like, yeah. I think I think that's what we see here. Like, yeah. this Bruce Wayne knows what he has to do. He knows he has to be a force for good in, in the midst of that. But also, too, he understands that he has to really adjust. At the end of the movie, he, he begins to adjust his perspective where, you know, yes, I don't want to stop, but I can't do what I've always done, right? You know, at the end of this, I'm actually probably creating more pain than anything. So, to just give us a definitive Batman tale that was really rooted in reality um and really to see Batman fail. I mean, guys, he, he didn't yeah, yes. Obviously, he was there to help save people, but that was a failure. You know, he, he let the Riddler yeah. get the best of him yeah. in, the, in this film. And, 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 and this goes to what we're talking about, right? When you get a true take on a younger Batman, we're going to see mistakes. We're going to see him miss details. We're going to see him get reckless with what he does and how he fights, right? We're going to see him push away the people who matter the most to him, right? AKA. Alfred, um, and yet, you know, in, in this moment, but what we see is just him really trying to come into himself. So, Matt Reeves, if you listen to this, tell the story well. Keep building your world. Keep developing your characters. Yeah. Allow them to grow. Let Robert Pattinson and, 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 and to you, Robert Pattinson
0: as well. Do you have that's the thing I want to get to? Like, do you have he, confidence um, that Matt Reeves yeah. that Matt Reeves will be able to do that though? While, like, continue, continue to expand I, this universe. I, I, Ooh, I think that's he can. I, I think he can. You know, the way I saw him build the Play of the Apes universe,
1: yeah, I think he can do it, right? Um, because I mean, from what I've seen and what I've heard, it sounds like he has a true appreciation for the story itself, and as a, as a fan, but also as a storyteller. And and I think again, this is this this is our conjunction with DC Comics, right? You know, just just tell your stories. And hey, Batman doesn't need doesn't need a sidekick. And, and I'm not talking about like Robin. He doesn't need to have a film with Aqu- Aqu- Aquaman. He doesn't need to be in a film with this. You just tell the Batman story, right? His story is strong enough on its own. He doesn't need anybody else to help him along the way. So yeah, I think for me, it's just that just getting up to the end of the storyline and allowing the story to kind of unfold in front of our eyes. And hopefully, and hopefully it carries out and hopefully it, it follows a good trajectory, especially with them using the these HBO max shows to really kind of develop some other characters. Well, you know, like what this penguin show is coming out is going to follow yeah, right. Bi- it's going to be followed be right behind this, this film. It's like, okay, yeah. it's just going to be a bridge to the next film? So, okay, if, if that's the case, then that's probably going to be a year of filming that film or a the, the TV show. So we're looking at probably what, another two or three years before we get the next Batman film. I'm perfectly okay with that, right? Because you take your time, you tell your story, you build your world. Don't rush this. Like, there is no hurry to do this right now, right? Just con- continue doing what you're doing and, and the rest will pan itself out. And just fix those things we talked about, right? Develop Bruce Wayne, develop a relationship with Alfred, and develop Batman. Allow them, allow them all to grow as a character.
0: For sure, I, 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 Alex. Do you like, but but um, in, in terms of that, like, what are your takes on how Matt Reeves can, can continue to further establish this this newly um, uh, set Batman universe?
2: I mean, I, I echo what 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 Trenton said. Like, you know, just continue growing these characters and also um, just continue making a cohesive um, um, story and continue dwelling in the uh, the the mythos and the elements of Gotham City and its characters because Batman has a very rich rogues gallery, you know, and, um, you know, I've read reports and um, that he may be bringing in Mr. Freeze. And I think that just if you look at Mr. Freeze's story, you know the reason why he's doing what he's doing is because he's trying to save his wife, who's dying yeah. of a disease. But to if he could make Mister Freeze more realistic, where his victims are dying of hypothermia, but like not using a freeze gun to kill them. Like if they if 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 they did like the the method dark, you know cerebral thinking that they did with the Riddler, and they brought that to Mister Freeze. Oh my God. Like, I could just anything. see I could see the possibilities of that. But to the question that you asked earlier, do I think Matt Reeves can do it? My only thing is with Matt Reeves is that, keep in mind, like, he he did do Planet of the Apes, but he did the last two movies of the Planet of the Apes. That was War of the... No, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and then War. He didn't do, uh, the, he didn't do, the, do the first yeah, one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when he came in and did Dawn, it was definitely a good, you know a good follow-up from the first one, and then when he did War, it was a dope follow-up from that one. My issue is is that I think with him, he spends a little bit too much time on certain characters, like, i.e. Caesar. Like, we didn't need to see Caesar that much, I feel. I I mean, I I do feel like he should have been developed like he'd been developed, but I feel like they spent too much time on Caesar in War of the Planet of the Apes, which I thought, we kind of got enough of his story and what Caesar's thought process was and what's what ultimately Caesar wanted, but they spent too much time on that. And that's how I kind of felt about Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like we 90% of this film is all Batman, which is great. That's great. But again, there's just certain things that Batman does that it's not Batman. Batman's not going to run towards a bomb. And he's okay. not going to let now if Batman gets shot, it's because, you know, he's not noticing it. Robert Pattinson is standing in front of the guy who has a shotgun, and he lets him shoot him. Like, or or or, what? Or, 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 or 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 how about or how about the club scene? Right,
1: Batman would not just go to the front door and knock on the front door. Right, exactly.
2: He would just come yeah. through
1: the roof. Yeah. Right, he come through yeah. the roof, or he would be on. on... He's, he's
0: not waiting on your permission to, to, to walk. Right, through. he's or, not yeah, doing that. Yeah, at all. He, <laughs> he, he, he's going to do a surveillance. Like, okay, I got
1: twenty guys in this room, ten carrying guns, five with mm-hmm. knives. Like, he's yes. gonna he's going to know that, right? But I think, but also too, I get to, to the point I was making is like, is this a part of that growth that we get to see, right? Where he That's doesn't true. go charging into a room full of guns and knives yeah. and all the stuff, right?
2: That's true because like, I'm glad you said that because like you said, that is part of his growth and he like, you know, like the movie established, he's been doing it for two years. So mm-hmm. obviously, there's some things that he would not know. But, you know, for me, if he can, okay, if he's putting together the pieces of, what the ultimate plan is of the Riddler and how these different pieces are connected, I would think before you go into a go into a club, the Iceberg Lounge, which is all of, known all around Gotham, is the most you know right. deadly, right. heavy weapon hair heavy place. The last thing I think Batman would do is knock on the door and just say, "You know who I am." <laughs> Like you would, th- yeah, you would think, yeah. and uh, you know, like I just, you know, but that's 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 where I fall off. But to answer the question, I think Matt Reeves can definitely turn this universe into something that we've never seen before. Like, like I said, more of a definitive telling. I don't want to see any mystical elements. I'm curious to know um, because they didn't really dive into it where Batman got his training. Are the uh, you know League of Assassins involved? Because in the comics. He was trained by Ra's al Ghul and his people, and then also there are other comics where Batman essentially uh, trained himself or had people from the from the League that, but it wasn't called the League at that time, train him to be, phys- you know, to be to to fight off these people. But in Batman Year One, Batman trained himself. You know, yeah. so he was he was training in his own backyard. So for me, I'm curious to see how they continue to develop uh, Batman, but just doing certain comical things like, you know, which were like, do y'all, did y'all notice that there are elements where Batman's being funny where he shouldn't be? Like, I just, like yeah. he's saying certain things that Mis- I'm like, misplaced
0: humor, misplaced humor. Yeah. It,
2: it, he's saying things that, that I just don't like when Christian Bell did it. I don't, I didn't really vibe with that either to a degree, but like, like for instance, when Christian Bell, uh, was, uh, in, in the dark Knight fighting against the Batman, uh, imposters, and they were like, uh, what makes you how come you get to do this? How come you're so well equipped to do this? He was like, I don't have hockey pants. That's why. Yeah, hockey pants. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in those moments, that 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 fit. But in this in this that worked. That re-
0: that really that worked, worked in, the, in the theater. But
2: in yeah. this movie, I was just like, Why are you making one-liners in your Batman? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But I think Matt Reeves could do an amazing job. I love what he did with the Riddler because, again, that's something that we've never seen before. Uh, I'm interested to see what his Mister Freeze would look like, his Joker would look like, or a Toothface who's a, an actual lawyer becomes a crime mob, like a crime crime mobster. I mean, and I want to see the the Maroni family in this. We got, yeah. we got. There's so many gang-related things that happen in the comics, if they mm. could make that more real in this, oh my God. And also, if they develop like the Red Hood story, not Jason Todd, Ooh, but how yeah. Joker was orig- the original Red Hood, and he became the Joker. Oh my God. Mm. That would be phenomenal. So I just would love to see what they do. But I think, Matt Reeves, if, if, if the proper time's gone by, the right writing, and some oversight that you know help him. You know, not not spend too much time on a movie that didn't need to be this long. I think he could really create a really good universe.
0: Definitely, and, and getting into our last topic, 10 years from now, do you still think this will be watchable and intriguing? Obviously, like this is very early, in terms of just just giving that answer. Um, to, like to me, I feel as though it's it's something that that can really develop into that. Obviously, with the stellar performances we got from from you know Gordon uh penguin obviously the the riddler and just how so many scenes flowed seamlessly i really really do feel as though this this is a movie that can age well and obviously they're going to be following movies that may um be be even better in terms of the quality that that is put out but to you Trent, from from your early initial thoughts on it like how do you feel as though like this movie will age a decade from now
1: uh depends on how they tell the story from here on out right yeah um yeah, I think that yeah, if you if you handle it well, if you allow it to really kind of breathe and grow on its own, and develop and develop these characters, develop this world, you, you got a chance to really create something special here, right? Um mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I mean, I think we, you know, I, of course, I was, I was like 14, 15 years old when Batman Begins came out, right? So I, of course, well, so you were much younger, so I don't even want to know yeah, what, how old sure. you were. But <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna say it. No,
1: yeah, not gonna say it. Say it. <laughs> no, no, but no. like. I mean, I think even then, we just didn't know what we got, right, until The Dark night came. And it's like, okay, yeah.
0: all right. That's when you knew you had something. That's when yeah. you knew you had
1: something, right? So it's like, okay, what do you do beyond this? It's going to define how this movie is received, right? Now, now of course, if they, you know, God forbid, if they bomb the rest of the stuff, right, obviously, I think we still have a good film on our hands, right, that will say, hey, yeah, it had a good start and not a great finish, right? But um, yeah, I think it it is going to be measured up though. Like, how do you continue telling the story? Is really going to determine how the film is viewed ten years from now, even a year from now, right? Like, um, it's it's really going to, or when the next sequel comes, you know, how 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 that's received and how you kind of put that out there, is really going to determine how people feel about this film. So um, yeah, so so definitely to be determined, but. Certainly the chance to be to be one of the greatest, um, as far as like uh as far as like an intro to the story. Not greatest Batman film, but greatest like intro story to the character.
0: Definitely. Um to you, Alex, in terms of how it, it, it can age, you know, ten years from now like do you still think it'll be watchable and intriguing? Like do, do would you go along with what trend with what Trent said, just kind of like how they developed the story and how the following films even look from this one?
2: Um, yeah, I think I think and, you know, I might say something very controversial here, but I think that Uh-oh. this is this is the template of how you should tell very grounded character movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's this is the first time I believe... I mean, Christopher Nolan set it up by... But I think what's the, the, the drastic difference between this film and Christopher Nolan's films is that even in Christopher Nolan's films, there's this mystical element to it because the League mm-hmm. of Assassins... Are very much of a character in all three of those movies, because whatever yeah. happened the, the ramifications behind the what happened between Batman and League of, League of Assassins literally travel through all three of those movies right in this movie um there is there's no there's there's no science there's no magic this is this is Batman working literally on the bare minimum of things that he put together that's why I was Actually intrigued in the fact that we didn't see him at the back computer all the time researching Mm -hmm. DNA when he was literally collecting DNA from like there's a scene where he clicked he literally collected a thumb and a drive you know like thumb drive (laughs) like literally he literally collected all those things so I think this will be the the testament of how to make comic book characters more definitive and set in the real world because, I mean, obviously in the MCU, you can't really do that given the, given the circumstances of the, the type of characters they are. But when you look at DC, like if you were to make a green arrow movie that this is the perfect template for it. If you were to make a, um like the question movie, who's a, who's an actual detective. This is the perfect template for that. Um, so like some grounded characters that are rooted in reality, I think this is a perfect template. However, I think what 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 falls makes this movie fall short is again, um, there's just certain things that just don't necessarily make sense. And also yeah. there, there's some... Uh, there are a few pacing issues. I didn't feel bored per se, but I did feel like, okay, there are too many scenes that are being drawn out a little bit too long. And also, and by mm-hmm. the way, I... You know, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I've never, I've never seen this in any Batman iteration. Um, why is there like, like you know, there's, 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 there's Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Who is that woman that was in the house with them? Uh, I, you oh, know, yeah, that, that was so weird. I was like, where would she come from? That, that, that. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting maybe like a younger Lucius Fox, maybe, but, not, yeah, but a woman who's essentially another butler or maid in the house. That that okay that really threw me off like because it like if anyone who's known anything about Batman it's always been Bruce and Alfred and then also Batman's and for lack of a better word kids with the Robins Batgirls things of that Mm -hmm. nature so Mm -hmm. to have that new element brought into this was kind of off was kind of jarring but ultimately yes I do think it will set trends and I think it will give a lot of filmmakers to say hey let's take some risk on some. Some yeah. unknown characters. Let's take some risk on some different characters, and I think I think honestly, Matt Reeves could have pushed his creativity to the limit, uh, to the full limit, if they had given him a smaller budget. I think I, I believe that only because, like, I, and I said this earlier, Gotham City is have very much a character in this film, right? Yeah. I, I'm willing to bet you if they give him gave him like a seventy million dollar budget instead of over a hundred million dollar budget. Oh, we would be seeing a whole lot more, uh, like cinematography elements and hand-to-hand combat stuff that that we, we that we would probably enjoy more versus the overall spectacle of Batman's gadgets, him falling through the city, things of that nature. So, because um, typically when you give directors smaller budgets, it just, in my opinion, it boosts their creativity. When I look at things like Deadpool, like Deadpool was only fifty million, yeah. and they were able to do what they were supposed to do with that. So. Ultimately, yes, to answer the question, yes, I do believe that it will be definitely a trendsetter, but not in the way to tell Batman films, but just future films that that have comic book uh, characters attached to them or, you know, something like a true detective or things of that nature.
0: For sure. And and before we we, before we close out, I I wanted to talk about um, just what our favorite Batman movies are, maybe like like top three. Um, and, And. This one, it's too early for me to put that in that category. I had The Dark Knight, Original Batman, and Batman Begins as my top three favorite. Do you, Trent, do you have a certain list, or maybe just just, just a few that stand out as some of your favorite Batman movies?
1: Yeah, so uh, my first
0: two are the same. The Dark Knight um, and then the Original Batman with Michael Keaton. Um, The the Original Batman does not get talked about enough. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. A a fantastic, fantastic Tim Burton did his thing. Yeah, he, he did his thing, that's for sure. Um, but,
1: man, I, 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 I'm going to say this. The third one. Oh, yeah, the third one's going to be tough. The third one's going to yeah. be tough. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say this because I think it, 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 it just, you know, because it's so fresh on my mind right now. Um, but I'm going to roll with the Batman number three right now. Um, okay. I, okay. I think it, I think it sticks with me a lot more than Batman Begins does, but Batman Begins like right there. Right. Right I think it's I right there, and then of course, Dark Knight Rises it, it, well, we always say this, right The Dark Knight Rises suffers
0: because of the Dark Knight, and Heath Ledger bats on the way, right it
2: was I mean, forever
0: it was forever going to have the curse yes. of following up one of the greatest right. super action films,
2: true, people. and they tried to make Bane kind of fill in that role which he did yeah. terribly, so yeah right, so it's, oh, you didn't like Bane? I hey, I did, I, I did, like, don't get it, like, he was definitely, like, yeah. a formidable opponent, but I didn't, like, okay, the Joker I was afraid of, Bane, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and that's completely fair, so, and, and I think, yeah yeah, you know, to, to actually, you know, you know, well, the last time we talked about Batman, we kind of listed our favorite Batman, like, you know, actors and all that kind of stuff, and, uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah for me, you know, Pattinson sits firmly at three for me right now, with Bale. Right. Keaton, sure. Pattinson, Affleck,
0: then... he's in top three. He's a, he's oh, definitely yeah. top oh, three. he's in top three for sure.
1: Because like even like you know, this is something we hadn't really talk, we hadn't touched on yet. Like guys, he might have like probably the best Batman voice that we've ever heard from an actor, right? Because like it's not like it's not like Christian Bale, where it's like all like gargly and whatever, right? And it's not Affleck, who's just you know. Important bit. he just never got his movie, right? He didn't get his movie, so we can't really, you know, hold him to that. But, like, mm-hmm. Keaton's was good. But, yeah, I mean, like, Kilburn didn't have a Batman voice. Clooney didn't have a Batman voice. But, like, Pattinson just kind of, like, lowered his. was like, you know, I'm vengeance. It's like, oh, I like that. I dig that, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, he's certainly on his way to, you know, segment himself as one of the best actors to play Batman. Uh, but as far as the movies go, yeah, for me, The Dark Knight, um, the uh, the original Batman film, and then th- this itineration of the Batman sits at three for me right now, with the potential for it to maybe like get bumped down, or go up, just depending on maybe kinda, up. yeah maybe up depending on what happens from here on out.
0: To, to you, Alex, like, do you have I- any I- it, like? Is, is there any list for you in terms of like maybe three of your favorite Batman movies th- that you've seen in the past, or or is this one kind of in that in that third spot, or maybe even higher?
2: You know, if uh Savon were here, he'd probably say Batman and Robin was his number one. You know, honest- <laughs> you know what? I'm not even yeah, gonna, well, put I'm gonna
0: put it past <laughs> him. I'm not even gonna put it past <laughs> him. <laughs> Um, okay, so maybe Batman Forever, maybe Batman Forever, <laughs> maybe
2: Batman Forever. You know, you just never know with that guy. Um like, uh, Savon, Savon uh,
0: shirt that has bad nipples on and all that kind of stuff. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> oh,
2: man. Or oh, could Savon, be. Savon, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, not here to defeat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A shout out to Savon. Um to Savon. Okay, so yeah. the bat, the Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I want to point out what Trent said. I think he's right. The uh, the Batman voice, I think, has been the best cinematic voice that we've had. Um, Christian Bale's voice is actually pretty cool, too, but it kind of gets laughable where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, talking, he's talking like when this. Starts yelling, like, when he starts yelling, yeah, like, like, oh, like, where no. are they? No one will take the trigger. Where <laughs> are they? Like, when he started saying that, when I saw that in the theater, I did start <laughs> laughing. I was like, I was like, really, dude? <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so the Batman does not make this list for me only because okay mm. <laughs> it only because, like I said, there and again, I love the movie, I think the movie is a great movie,
0: I, I gotta see it more
2: i got I see gotta it see it I've now, I've only seen it one time, I need to see it yeah. again, yeah, um, I gotta see it at least two or three more times, but, um, I will say, like I said before, this is the the best definitive Batman story. That has ever played out on screen. There's not, there's no movie aside from maybe The Dark Knight that comes close to it because of who Batman is. But if I gave my top three, and this top three is probably gonna throw some of y'all off, so uh this is sound
0: the alarm, sound the uh, alarms, Maurice, when you're (laughs) editing. So
2: my my one of my favorite Batman movies is actually Batman Sub Zero.
0: Oh, hey. hey I got the, the animated, animated movie. Okay.
2: That movie is actually really good. We see literally Mr. Freeze break down the dynamic duo of Batman and Robin. And mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is solely like, he's not doing this to be a career criminal. He's doing this for his wife. Like, that yeah. is just... Oh, my God. Batman Sub-Zero is freaking amazing. Obviously the Dark Knight has to hit that list because the Dark Knight, I mean, what makes the Dark Knight so great is that the Joker controlled the police, the mobs, the courts. I mean, the and Joker Bat- was... And Batman. Joker was yeah. everywhere. Batman, like he, what what yeah. made the Joker so gangster, like the, this is the most gangster thing that I believe has ever happened in the Batman movies where he takes one of Batman's you know, Acolytes who's trying to beat him and broadcasts his murder on live yeah. TV. Wild. I mean, yeah. who does that? You know what I mean? Yeah. that's just that's just crazy. So that, the the uh, the Dark Knight uh, goes on that list. Um, I love I love Batman Returns, and I love the and I love that's
0: that's what I, I was wanting to say. That yeah. how much do we not talk about Batman Returns? That's a good Batman one, man. It's really a good
2: one. Good. Batman Returns it doesn't make the list for me but I love that movie okay. so much. I love yeah, Batman Returns. I really like that. Uh especially the first iteration of Penguin. Oh my god, he looks so and I and I like yeah. Tim Burton's Batman, but I'm going to have to go with I'm probably it's a, I'm it's a tie between um Batman Begins and also okay. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh, that's a strong one, bro. Uh, Because Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, like, when... Here's the thing. The Joker has been dead for years. And out of nowhere, he shows up.
1: Yeah. And
2: Bruce Wayne is, like, lost for words. And to find out that Robin shot the Joker, like, Mm. literally took his life. And then all of a sudden, the Joker comes back. Like... You know, Batman, like, and, and granted, this is obviously not Bruce Wayne's Batman. This is a Terry McGinnis Batman set in the future. But to see that this Joker come back and Mark Hamill comes back and revoices the joke, I mean, oh my God, like, just the yeah. tension in that scene where the Joker comes back and Bruce's eyes, like, go dead. Like, he's like, How are you? I watched you die. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. a tie between those two. Actually, you know what? It's not a tie. I, I have to go... I have to go Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Just put it there. Put yeah, it there. Put it those it are, the, there. those <laughs> are the three. The, like, uh, Batman Sub-Zero, Bat, uh, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight, and then uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. It was real... That one I really enjoyed.
1: And, 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 and to your point about, like, the like the animated stuff, like, Mask of Phantasm is amazing as well, too. Yes. Oh, um, yes. So good. Yes. so, like, the... Hey, the way that movie opens up with the score, which, okay, by yeah. the way, I, we didn't touch on it, but the score for this film we're reviewing was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah this, absolutely. The, 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 it was the, the man behind it, Michael Giacchino, I think that's how you say his name. Like, mm-hmm. he, of course, he's everywhere right now. He's doing everything right now. But mm-hmm. he created a definitive Batman score for this Batman, right? Same thing yeah. Hans Zimmer did um, for, for Christopher Nolan's Batman. He did the same for Mad Robot Man, and but yeah, but but what I was saying, the opening score for Mask of, Mask of Phantasm, it's like just how it like, rolls in. You're like, okay, this is a mature, like adaptation, and it's a mature animated movie. This isn't like you yeah. know Saturday morning cartoons, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, all right, here we go, let's go on this ride. So yeah, yeah I want to remember that in the future, like what 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 did. Like I can't forget the animated films because they stand up there.
0: Well on their own. They really they stand yeah.
2: up. And, and they yeah, still they really and they still hold true to this day. Like, I'm glad you brought a mask of Phantasm because uh the best part of that is that Batman's biggest enemy is the woman that he loves. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine fighting the person that you love and she can match you toe to toe, fight like bar for bar? Like that was just yeah, that's a good, that's a dope, dope film.
0: Definitely. But, well, Alex and Trin, it has been a just an absolute pleasure having both of you on for this review, and thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, I was fantastic. Anytime,
1: oh, uh, w- always love talking with you, Wellington.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm host Winter Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.